0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Forrester CXCast. Each week, we speak with an analyst from the customer experience team about their research or discuss a customer experience topic in the news. My name is Deanna Laufer, along with my co-host Sam Stern. You'll hear our voice each week. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Forrester CX Cast. I am your co host, Deanna Laufer, here with my other co host, Sam Stern. Hello. And today we are joined by Forrester senior analyst, TJ Kitt. Welcome, TJ.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Um, TJ is here today to talk about something that he has been working on for a long time, and we are excited to debut <laughs> um, the Forrester B2B Technology Customer Experience Index. So that's a mouthful. Maybe, TJ, you could tell us uh, what it is? <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> well, uh, put simply, it is a variation on our traditional customer experience index. What we wanted to do was provide the marketplace a way of evaluating the customer experience inside of B2B companies. Mm-hmm. Um, what we didn't want to do was simply take the customer experience index that we had and then provide it to B2B companies as a way of evaluating that experience. We recognize that there are differences in B2B. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's complexity in B2B that was not being exposed in the traditional customer experience index. And we wanted to take the time to develop a methodology that was going to reflect that complexity. And so what is important to note that is different in the B2B mm. tech customer experience index, to get the full <laughs> <thing> <laughs> out there, um, is that one? It, it takes a look at the account as opposed to an individual. And what that means is for each company that we're talking about, mm-hmm. or um, every company that would potentially um, invest in this sort of methodology, would not necessarily look at the individual experience of an individual customer, but would look at the gestalt of experiences <laughs> well across done. the different phases of the account lifecycle. So we break down customer experience in this methodology um, across four different account phases. Uh, So there's the acquisition or renewal phase where someone is acquiring the services either for the first time or as a renewal. Then there is the implementation of the service or product. Then we go into the operation or utilization phase. And then finally, um, we have the support phase, which could be concurrent with, obviously, the mm-hmm. operational phase. We look at those four phases because we recognize that, again, in an account, there are going to be multiple stakeholders inside of a company that could be interacting with a firm at different points. You could have a business analyst that's you know, very involved in the acquisition phase but has no real role, say, in implementation or support you have an end user of, say, a software package, but they never actually get involved in the implementation and they don't ever place a support call to the company. But we wanted to be able to understand those different experiences and how they interplay in creating an overall sense of the experience the account has with the vendor. So we have those four phases. And also, what you may have noticed in kind of that description of who we then talk to, you know, kind of using this methodology, we also think about the different types of people um, that uh, kind of come up in an account, so in this you know, first pass at this methodology, which you may have noticed from the title focuses on technology firms, um, we think about business decision makers and we think about technology decision makers because both of those groups have some role and can you know, have some influence over those different phases of the account life cycle. so we look at those two groups in conjunction with those um, those four account phases. Where we come out with that is a little bit of a different way of thinking about what customer experience translates into, which is not you know, simply the ease, effectiveness, and emotion mm-hmm. that you find in the consumer-oriented customer experience index. What we then talk about in B2B is three different ways of looking at experience. Um, one is familiar, so we do still talk about effectiveness. But what we add to effectiveness is this notion of reliability and this notion of trust. Why that became important and why it became important for us to discuss those elements was you know, at one level to kind of look at the B2B experience and recognize, again, that difference from the consumer world, but then also to you know, be able to draw out what we you kind of see in our data as being important to business buyers um, in the technology markets that we surveyed. That would be different, or is different, from how people assess a uh, B 2 C experience. So, you know, if you're thinking about, um, you know, let say an old, you know, kind of truism like no one is ever fired for uh, for buying IBM. Mm-hmm. What is pregnant in that um, in that statement is this idea that you know, yes, at one level, what we're talking about is an experience that the buyer or the, you know, the sayer of that statement, if you will, that they recognize that this is an experience that's going to you know, kind of consistently provide them value. So that's the reliability component there. It's, a, it's an experience that's going to live up to what it is that they believed would be valuable to achieve their business goals, which it goes into that effectiveness element there. And then you know, I can put my job on the line in making this decision and feel fairly comfortable mm-hmm. that what I you know, kind of went into – this relationship, expecting will be delivered, and therefore protect me on the back end, and that you know gets into that trust component. So when we look at those things, that effectiveness, that reliability, and that trustworthiness of the vendor, that becomes an important part and a unique part of that uh, B2B story. And then on the other side, you know, when we think about you know kind of what these things translate to, you know, from a, um, a business perspective, and and why that's important and how that's valuable, uh, what we then lay out is. The four drivers of, or the four types of loyalty that come out of these different drivers here. So when we think about the B2C customer experience index, what we talk about is advocacy, we talk about enrichment, and we talk about retention. We talk about those things in the B2B customer experience index, but what we add to that is this notion of being a reference. Because you know, if you've dealt a lot with um, B2B companies and B2B tech companies in particular, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, say, what an analyst like me or here you guys would say um, about a, a particular software package or hardware. Um, what matters really is how people are actually using it. So the ability for a company to be able to put a customer on stage at a um, event or conference mm-hmm. or to be able to hand your number to a prospective customer and let them talk to you about their experience. That becomes very important and you do see some uh, B2B technology marketing departments evaluating the customer experience on that ability to translate that customer into a reference. How do you measure that? The referenceability point of it? Yeah. This is self-reported data so this is you know someone indicating that, 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 oh, that, they'd be that willing they're willing to we, be a reference. Uh, yes, they are willing to be a reference. And when you're you know, doing the survey, I mean, is it
2: if we want to get a complete data point about a customer of IBM? So we'll mm-hmm. use them as an example since you referenced them already. I assume they're in the tech B2B CX index. <laughs> they, IBM? they were one of the companies that we did consider. Okay. Um, how many people, respondents, do you have to get to? Is it the two, the buyer and the a major influencer? Is it a user? I mean, how do you sort of think about this is a complete set of data to make one data point about that, that has assessed this company's yeah. A to B experience?
1: So what we're trying to do, yeah, you know, what we've done in this pilot study is you know, try to have people shake out fairly evenly across those different account phases. So it's not necessarily that we are angling for X number of business decision makers versus IT decision makers. What we're really looking for is a way of getting a complete picture about what happens during the acquisition phase, what happens in the implementation phase, operation phase, and support phase. And that's because we believe that it's not necessarily the individual stage that you should be assessing as the – determinant of the customer experience index, but kind of Mm -hmm. how you look across those four phases. And when you look across those four phases and look at how each one of those scores for the four phases then contributes to the overarching score, you can begin to make some decisions about uh, where you want to place some of your bets in terms of improving that customer experience. So in the, um, in the report that we've written explain the methodology, we looked generally speaking at the uh, CRM market, which you know, kind of as you'll see in the report on a 100 point scale scored uh, fairly low overall. I think it's about a 54 um, on that 100-point scale. And I think that um, if you look across the different technology markets that we looked at, that low customer experience index score is pretty common. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that customer experience as a discipline that B2B companies in general and B2B tech companies in particular care about um, is mm. fairly recent. Mm. So there hasn't been a lot of energy put into some of the things that you know people would think about in some of the, the more mature customer experience-oriented consumer uh, markets. But if you look at those, um, you know, that CRM market, what you see is that there's actually kind of this rising of expectations, relatively speaking, um, you know, where the highest score, you know, across those four stages is in the implementation phase. And then you see this, you know, basically plummeting back to earth. So when you get to the support phase, you actually have the lowest overall score. So if you're just kind of assessing the market overall, which you could you kind of easily say by looking at that, is in general, there are places to improve across the board, but where we see a real drag on the overarching score is mm-hmm. in that support section. So let's look at the things that are driving that support section score and then see how we can improve those things.
0: Okay, so firms can actually dig past just what's our index score, which, yes. is, which is simply a benchmark to say what phases are we actually excelling at, and then probably within those phases, what's driving the experience in each. Exactly.
2: Okay, you talked about referenceability and as well effectiveness, reliability, and trust as the equivalent in the B2B tech CX index to the three E's, effectiveness, ease, and emotion in the consumer CX index. And I'm just wondering, yeah. can you maybe tease apart for us a little bit effectiveness and reliability? Because I'm, I'm struggling to see if it's not reliable, how would I even gauge that it's effective if it's unreliable?
1: Sure. So take your plumber. Yeah. Your your plumber could do a good job. Um, he could fix your toilet when it breaks, and he's pretty effective at that job. But his service windows are four hours, and he consistently shows up outside of that four hour window, making him, in general, unreliable in terms okay. of you know his ability to so deliver when, when you he expect.
2: comes two hours late. He does actually fix the toilet. Is Ex- your point exactly. So so it actually in a way is sort of a maybe a more complicated, but but still a proxy for ease. It's sure. just talking about a more involved interaction that you probably have with a B2B company,
1: right? And this is what our data reveals. I don't want to make this sound like it was just you know that we just kind of picked things out, right. of, out of the air. These were things that tested strongly as you know, real drivers of the overarching customer experience index score that we got. So when you look at something like reliability and you see that that pops up, it's because That is what the data told us was a stronger, you know, kind of influence or or predictor of that customer experience index score than the traditional markers, ease and emotion. So, you know, that's where we get, you know, kind of reliability. That's where we get trust effectiveness held serve, you know, kind of across those different things because, uh, you know, I think, you know, to your point, it's universal that you expect the thing to do what what you bought it to do. Right, Um, right. Now the the consistency you know with which it does that can sometimes come into question. Got it. Thank you.
0: So this is called the the B two B tech customer experience index. Yep. Other for other B two B companies, <coughs> is there anything they can get out of this, or is this really designed specifically for tech companies?
1: So this first pass is specifically designed for tech companies because we recognize, again, that this can be a complicated world. We don't want to give short shrift to the fact that why someone goes and works with a BASF you know, as a component manufacturer might be a little bit different than why a company would go and work with Microsoft. Or their operating systems. And so we said, let's first shake all of this out for markets that we as a technology research company understand mm. and then move into areas that could potentially be a little bit far from our core competency as an organization. That said, I, I think there is value in the methodology. And so it potentially is something that if a, a listener to this podcast who is not in a technology company wants to pick it up and at least give it a look to see you know, kind of how they can apply some of the principles to their organization and to their customer experience evaluation, You know, I wouldn't caution them against that. I would say that this is definitely kind of an, an opening, and it's the framework that we would potentially use going forward into each one of those different sectors.
0: So you mentioned the introductory report will be out soon. Can you tell us what the title of the report is and uh, when our listeners can expect to see it? Sure. Hmm. It, <laughs>
1: simply put, it's called, the, it's called Introducing the B2B Tech Customer Experience Index, and it should be live August 1st, 2016.
2: And for most of our listeners, that will be a date in the past. So (laughs) uh, you can check out the report now if you're listening to the sound of my voice on Forrester.com.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today, TJ. Thanks for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this week's CXCast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in this episode in the podcast show notes. For questions or suggestions, please contact me at D-L-A-U-F-E-R at And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality.